few years ago, Trish and I were at home one night. It's been a few years ago and a few jobs ago, I think. And her cell phone rang. And the ringtone on her cell phone, it wasn't a happy song. And it wasn't just one of those generic alerts that, you, that come with your phone. It was the Imperial March from Star Wars. Are you familiar with the Imperial March? It's the song they played anytime Darth Vader came on the screen. Anyway, it's ominous. It's dark. It's all in minor keys. It's uh, minor chord. It, it, it's just, it's bad. I mean, it's just a really, really just evil sounding song. And I said, is that your ringtone? And she laughed. She said, no, that's, that's just my ringtone for my boss. <laughs> it makes you wonder what her ringtone for me is now. Listen for that. Last week on Facebook, I asked the question, do you have any special ringtones for certain people in your life? What are the songs you chose for them and why? And a lot of people wanted to share and a lot of people have the imperial march on their phones sometimes as a ringtone for a boss and sometimes a ringtone for a spouse my friend nancy she's an accountant she said that her boss's ringtone for his wife is hail to the chief probably a good choice for him my friend larry when his wife calls the song is stevie ray vaughn's uh, pride and joy Jess's ringtone for Patty was always my girl. Of course it was, Jess. Marietta's ringtone is praise you in this storm. No matter where I am, you never leave my side. My friend Tony uh, told me that his ringtone is Happy by Pharrell Williams. I don't know if you know that song, but Tony just retired this last week. So I think I know why he chose Happy as his, as his ringtone. Ringtones and songs in general, they are very personal to us. Some, some songs you'll hear and they hit you just right and they make you smile, they make you laugh. Sometimes they make you cry. Sometimes they make you angry, get you a little worked up. Heard a song last night online and, and uh, the band, uh, that particular song, I, I, I commented, I said, that's my fight song. Anytime I hear that, I'm ready to go. I am ready to fight when I hear that song. We tend to make songs personal for other people, too. Songs will remind us of other people. Sometimes they remind us of good times and sometimes bad times. Sometimes the songs just simply remind us that we've done life together. There's history in those songs, and some of my ringtones reflect that. I have a friend named Daniel whose son is autistic, who is very, very motivated by music. He, he just went to the Alice Cooper concert a couple weeks ago. He just absolutely loved it. I think he got actually to meet Alice too. But because of his son's love of music, Daniel's ringtone is, guess what? Chicken butt. It makes him laugh, makes him smile every time. My friend Selena's ringtone is the song Basket Case by Green Day. If you know that song, the opening lines are, do you have the time? To listen to me whine. I think that's a very good choice for a ringtone. So when we come to the Psalms, that book right there, pretty much in the middle of your Bible, it's not just a random group of songs that someone threw together. It is a very carefully and lovingly curated list of songs. 
that are put together to make you praise God, to, to inspire you to prayer, to help you when you need to smile, to, to give you words when you need to feel angry. And as we read through the Psalms, as we sing through them, as we pray through them, we feel something of the life of these songs. We might even hear something of our own hearts, our own joys, our own struggles in the lyrics. And you might even find a song, a psalm, that becomes kind of a ringtone for you and God. One that you go to again and again and you hear, you hear His call in your life and, and when you approach Him to pray, it's a song that, that leads you there. We're going to go through the psalms this summer. And we're going to begin today with the very beginning. We're going to start with Psalm 1. If you want to follow along in those blue Bibles, it's page 448. There is a reason why this psalm is first. Uh, it's called Psalm 1. Now, there's another reason why this psalm is first. Whoever it was that put this list together, and we don't know exactly who it was that formed this list of 150. There were more psalms, by the way, and, and there were psalms that didn't make the cut of this book. There were you know, many, many songs in Israel. But whoever put this list together, it sets the tone. Psalm 1 sets the tone for the collection. It tells us why they're here. It tells us what we can expect to hear in the songs in this collection. Psalm 1, beginning in verse 1. Blessed is the man or the woman, anyone, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I want you to notice the psalm begins with a blessing from the Lord, from the law of the Lord. And the blessing is not located in your obedience to the Word of God. The blessing is not located even in your just reading of the Word of God. The blessing is found when we delight in the law of the Lord, when we delight in the Word of God. Now, when you pick up your Bible, you might decide you want to read through some Psalms. Sometimes, maybe if you're having a devotional time or a prayer time, you might think, well, it's time to, to find a Psalm I want to read. And maybe you go to something familiar. Maybe you go to Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Maybe you're in a hurry, you go to something short. Psalm 117 is your friend. Two verses, shortest psalm in the book. Psalm 117. But wherever, whoever curated this collection intended for you to hear Psalm 1 first, they knew your heart would need it before you continued on with the rest. I love Eugene Peterson's paraphrase of the Bible. We call it the message. That's what he, the title he gave it, uh, the, the message. And in the message, Peterson paraphrases verse 1 with this, How well God must like you. You don't hang out in the sin saloon. You, didn't, you don't slink along dead-end road. You don't go to smart mouth college. Instead, you thrill to God's Word. 
Now, I don't hang out in the sin saloon. I'm not going to admit to ever hanging out in the sin saloon. I did get a degree from Smart Mouth College, though. And I've been there many times. But Peterson insists, you, you thrill to God's Word. That's his version of what we read in our Bibles. Your delight is in the law. The Word of God is a joy to you. It is a good pleasure to you. The good pleasure of God is in its pages. And that's a far cry from what you and I might find ourselves doing with the Bible sometimes. I get messages from some of you every January. Uh, every January, I'll get, I'll get text messages and I'll get phone calls and people just stop and ask and they'll say, I want to read through the Bible this year. I want to read the whole thing this year. So what should I do? What version should I use? Is there an app for that? Is there a particular plan I should follow? And, and that is commendable and that is a wonderful thing if you choose to do it. And I am glad to help you with a few ideas. But don't turn your Bible reading into a chore. Don't turn it into something I've got to do. I've got to do my Bible reading today. Don't make it a requirement. Make sure that it is a delight. It's not a matter of cramming information into your head. It's a matter of filling your heart. I want you to hear that. It's a matter of filling your heart. Feel that as you read it. It's easy to read as much of it as possible. It's easy to read the whole thing and miss the whole point by 18 inches. That's the distance, you know. From your brain to your heart, 18 inches. It's easy to miss, miss the Bible by just that short of a space. Verses 2 and 3. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And on His law He meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. This is what happens to the one who delights in the Word of God, the one who hears it with his heart. When we do that, our lives are marked by fruitfulness. The, the psalm calls us to meditate on the law day and night. I like, again, the way Peterson puts it in the message. You chew on Scripture day and night. You are like a tree transplanted in Eden, bearing fresh fruit every month, never dropping a leaf, always in blossom. I love that image of chewing on Scripture. Of course I do, right? I love that image of chewing on Scripture, meditating, taking your time, working it over, letting it sink in little by little. You know, I think about some of my favorite songs. Some of those favorite songs, the first time I heard them, I thought, eh, it's all right. You know, it's... It's got a nice beat, other than that. And then I'd hear it again, and I'd hear it again, and then I would hear it in a different context. Maybe when I had a different attitude or a different feeling or, or I was with some different friends, and suddenly that, that song begins to worm, your, worm its way into your heart until you're singing along, until you find yourself singing it to yourself or even quoting the words in a conversation, and you realize just how much that song has come to mean to you. The Word of God and the Psalms specifically, they've... They've grown in me like that, and I'm sure they've grown in you like that also. I bet you've had that experience. I think about Psalm 42, which Brent Budd is going to be with us next week, by the way, and Brent's going to come and talk about Psalm 42, which is an entirely appropriate psalm for him to share. You think about Psalm 42, as the deer pants for flowing streams, so my soul pants for you. You can't hear that without breaking into song, can you? As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. 
There have been times in my life when I've felt the beauty of that song. There have been times in my life when I've sensed the dryness of that song. Don't miss that that deer is parched. That deer is dying of thirst. It has to find those waters or it will die. Just as you and I need to find the Word of God and find the, uh, the, the, the peace that comes from it to quench our thirst, to find something to chew over again and again and again. I need that refreshing that God's Word brings. I need His presence. I need His Word. More often than not, these days I'm reading, I'm reading the Bible on my, on my app, on my phone. I don't know about you all, but more often than not, we're not wearing out Bibles like we used to. I feel bad about that. It used to be you'd wear out a Bible every few years and have to replace it, but now we're reading it more and more on our phones and on our apps. I love the Bible app. I really do. If you haven't got it yet, you need to download the Bible app. It's got so many amazing tools and a wonderful community there that it provides you with. But one thing that drives me nuts, and it did it to me last night. I don't know if it's ever done this to you. Last night I was getting ready for bed and I get a notification on my phone. And it was from the Bible app. And the notification was, you haven't read your Bible today. I had. I would used a paper one that day. You haven't read your Bible today. You're going to lose your streak. Do you have a streak? Do you have a streak on the Bible app? Yeah, if you've read the Bible for three days. Hey, you've got a streak. You've been at it for three days. If you've been for, at it for a week, they'll give you a streak. They'll say, hey, you've been at it for a week and you get a badge. Not a real badge. Not one you can wear. It's, it's a badge that lives on your phone. You can show it to your friends. They'll be very, very impressed. If you read the Bible every day for a year, you get a badge that says, I read my Bible every day for a year, but last night, you know what I did? I flipped open the Bible app, I pushed the button, and I scroll, 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 shut it off there, I'm done. I didn't get anything out of it. I got a badge. I mean, you know, I'm good at that. I, I, I'm really good with my badge. But otherwise, nothing, nothing got inside me. And so you see, it's not just faithfulness in our reading. It's not just that faithfulness of making sure we're reading every day. It's fruitfulness. What is the Word producing in you? Is it producing a deeper desire for God, His image in you? Does reading the Word bring the image of Christ in you into focus so you see Him clear, more clearly than you've ever seen Him before? And don't miss this. Fruitfulness is not just about feeding yourself. The veils could tell us that. Fruitfulness is about feeding your neighbors, isn't it? Fruitfulness is about feeding your friends, your customers. It's about, it's about going to market and having something to share. Fruitfulness is not just about feeding yourself, but how you're sharing with others and how the image of Christ in you is being seen so that it becomes a joy to others so that they see Christ through you. You're able to feed, for other, feed others and you're able to care for them. See, it's not just about you knowing the Bible. But it's about you being known by God. The first half of Psalm 1 is all about the one who delights in the law. The second half takes a turn to a very, very different person. Verses 4 and 5, the wicked are not so, but are like chaff. The wind drives them away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. The message says the wind are mere wind-blown dust without defense in court, unfit company for innocent people. But the songwriter reminds us that is not you. That is not your character. That is not your delight. 
That is not your destination. Instead, the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. God knows the path that you're on. And He is right there with you on that path. And I think that's true because you and I share that path with Him. We call Him alongside us to walk with Him. Walk with us on that path. We delight in the law. We delight in the Word. And then when we read it, we put it in our heart. And we come to realize we are taking the same path that God took in Christ. As long as it's Trinity Sunday, I'll, I'll mention that. We're, we're, we're following the same path that God took in Christ. And as we saw in Jesus, at times it is a path of suffering. And it's a path of hurt. There are times it's a path of rejection and a path of abandonment. But it's also a path of deliverance and a path of salvation and a path of great joy. When this becomes your delight, you've chosen a path that is marked by the Word of God. So that in that moment when you and I find ourselves in the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil for thou art with me. Because you've hidden the Word in your heart and the Bible tells you so. Or we find ourselves in a place like in Psalm 40, one of my favorite psalms, when we find ourselves sinking in the mud and the mire and the mud is up to our neck and we wonder how we can go on and we realize that it is He that picks us up and puts our feet upon the rock and find, we find firmness and stability in Him. You see, it's not just that you read the Bible. The Bible's reading you. It's not just that you find a word that you need in the Bible. The Bible finds you. When you delight in the, in the Word of God, those songs come back to you. They work in you. And they change you. It is commendable to want to read as much of the Bible as possible. It is commendable to have a, to have a set number of chapters you're going to read every day. I say, this, I say this next thing recognizing that there's a generation that won't get it. But you cannot put a 33 and a third RPM record on your record player and turn it up to 45 RPM and get the same song. You know what I mean? Because what you get is the chipmunks when you do that. That's, that's, how, that's how they got the chipmunks. You have to move at that pace that's been given you. You have to move with the Word. Psalms require us to slow down. They require us to move at God's beat. They require us to find His rhythm in our lives. It's not about what you know. It's about the One who knows you. And He has given you His Word. I heard something of that in the responses I got about the ringtones this week. My friend Nancy, Nancy said that her ringtone is the song September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Do you remember? The 21st night of September? And she says she chose that one because it's such a happy song. And she instantly begins to dance when her, when her phone goes off, when someone calls her. Instead of getting aggravated by a phone call, instead of getting aggravated by one of those interruptions, I, I tell you what, if that were me, I would come to hate the song September. But it works for Nancy. 
Bev Hunt. I think some of you probably know Bev. She's a wonderful person to know. Bev Hunt's ringtone is the song, You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. Sing it with me. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. It's the first song her father ever taught her to play on the piano. Bev's dad's been gone since 2015, and yet it remains a song that she holds in her heart and a song that she keeps on her phone. Our good friend Tara Warsham, for her father, she has the song, I Loved Her First, because that's the song she danced with her dad to at her wedding. And then her beloved Wes, her husband, his song is Faithfully by Journey. Of course it is. We're going to read the Psalms this summer. And we're going to let the Psalms read us. We're going to meet them today. It may very well be that you look at a Psalm this summer and say, oh, I heard that before. Yeah, I remember that one. But you haven't heard it where you are today. You haven't heard it with the way that God is walking with you today. It may very well be that you need to hear it anew today. We're going to listen for new songs from a very old list of songs. We're going to listen for something for this season, something for this time and this place in your life. Listen for the ringtone that reflects your joy Maybe your pain, maybe your struggle, maybe the triumph that God has promised. And know that your God, when you call on Him, He has a ringtone for you. <laughs> and He doesn't let it go to voicemail. <laughs> he doesn't reject your call. He always hears it. He always smiles. And He always picks up. Ready to hear your heart and ready to share His heart with you. In just a moment, we'll go to him through the table. We'll remember what his son has done for us. We'll sing a song first. Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone, I believe, is what we're singing today. I love this song because it takes a song that we all know and we've all loved. We've loved it since we were kids. It's one of the things I love about the songs that, that Gerald led us in today, the songs he chose. I, I could sit there and remember people sitting around me singing those same songs. And I can think about people loving, those who are with me who love this song or that song. My mom always wanting to hear in the garden. And I think about other people. And I think about how many times, how many times we, we must have sung Amazing Grace. And yet somebody found a way to bring new life to that song and remind us of what Christ has released us from. My chains are gone. I've been set free. And it is His grace that has done that. It's an old song. It's a new song. Maybe it's your song. Let's pray together and then we'll sing. And Father, You know our hearts. You know our ways. You know our comings and goings. You know our playlists and our ringtones. And Father, I thank You that You didn't just speak to us you didn't just issue commands and stern warnings. You sang to us. And you continue to sing to us through your word. Father, I, I pray that as we open our hearts to your word, 
especially as we come to the Psalms this summer. And we won't just hear the old songs we've known for so long, but with fresh ears and fresh hearts, we will allow you to meet us where we are and find that you have a, a song for us today, a word for us today, a way for us to hear your heart. I thank you for the timeless truths that are always there, and I thank you that in the way that you loved us best, you didn't just send us a song, you sent us your word, you sent us your son. And so we thank you today for his body, his blood, broken and poured out for us. And we give you, we give you the glory, and we give you all the thanks. Bless this time as we take together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.